Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Dave Muller Show. Softy. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. I won't pay for it. Dave Softy Muller. All right. Here we go, baby. Here we go. There we go. 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Why is this game being played at 11 o'clock in the morning? I have no idea. But it is. Pre-game show at 8 from the Montlake Market. Kickoff 11 o'clock with the Dogs and Rutgers. And joining us right now on the radio show. And I, I actually feel like I'm being a part of history here, to be totally honest with you. Uh, our next guest, uh, the head coach at Rutgers, Chris Ash, is joining us on the show. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, you realize this is a uh, historical uh, moment here for, for both of us. You know that, right? Uh, uh... Because, I don't know. You tell me why. Well, this is your first game Saturday as the head coach of Rutgers. And this is your, if I'm not mistaken, first out-of-town interview with a member of the opponent media that you've ever done as the head coach at Rutgers. Is that fair? Uh, that, that would be an accurate statement. How about that? So, if anybody ever asks you, the first guy that you ever talked to out-of-town media before your first game, you can always say it was that knucklehead Dave Softy Mahler in Seattle on KJR. So we are now joined at the hip, you and I. How's that sound? Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, I love it. That. Yeah, you sound fired up for that, by the way. Hey, you know what? I I actually, before we talk about the game on Saturday and learn about your football team, I, I owe you a debt of gratitude, and you have no idea why, but I'm going to tell you because you were you spent the last couple years as the defensive coordinator under Urban Meyer at Ohio State, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So as a Washington football fan which I am, I would like to thank you for what you did to the Oregon Ducks two years ago. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That was fun. It was a good game. Yeah, it was fun to watch on our perspective as well. You know what? Tell me about that, man. Tell me about kind of how much of the Urban Meyer philosophy and the Urban Meyer way are you trying to bring with you to New Jersey uh, with this new program now? Uh, well, obviously, I spent my last two years there at Ohio State and had a really good experience there. Uh, Coach Meyer is uh, – uh, a very experienced head football coach. He's had tons of success everywhere he's been. Uh, so I borrowed a lot of stuff that uh, we did there at Ohio State uh, and uh, have incorporated here at Rutgers. And I would be crazy to think that I'm going to uh, have that type of experience under that type of a head coach, and uh, I'm going to go out and reinvent a program uh, and do things better than he does. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it's it's funny because for games like this, when you're when you're facing a, a program with a brand new head coach, brand new coordinator, your coordinator comes over from Houston. Obviously, you come from Ohio State. Uh, I, the the coaches at UW uh, are obviously scrambling, and they're watching Houston tape, they're watching Buckeye tape, and they're watching Rutgers tape. So we don't know a lot about what your team will look like on Saturday. But for Husky fans that have never seen uh, guys like Janorian Grant play or Chris Laviano play. Uh, talk about kind of what you want your team to look like on Saturday. Uh, well, I'll start. You know, uh, I know you mentioned uh, Washington staff going back and looking at Ohio State and Houston. I'll start just telling them they're wasting their time. Uh, go all the way back. Uh, we're doing things like what we did when I was at San Diego State <laughs> uh, back when uh, Drew Maringer was at Rice. Wow. Uh, so uh, they can quit wasting their time uh, on, on those films. But, 
you know, uh, hopefully what we see and, and uh, Washington fans see is a uh, fun, uh, exciting brand of football, uh, a team that's tough, uh, loves to compete, plays with energy uh, and enthusiasm, and, and you can tell that they play for each other is what I'm looking for. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Chris Ash, again, is the head coach at, at Rutgers. Uh, from what you've seen in camp, what you saw in spring ball, uh, tell us about Chris Laviato, your quarterback, and, and what this guy brings to the table for you. Oh, well, he's a returning starting quarterback in this league, in the Big Ten. And anytime you have a chance to have a returning starting quarterback as a first-time head coach, uh, you, you got a little bit of a comfort level uh, with him. You know, he's been there. He's been in the battles. He's been in the wars. He's been hit. He's been knocked around, uh, and he kept coming back. And uh, he's really thrived in, in uh, our offense and our system and uh, with this coaching change. And uh, I really like the way he's matured. He's grown. The leadership that he's brought for the offense and the team – I really think he's in a good place right now. Yeah, Chris Ash again is the head coach at Rutgers, coming to town to face the Huskies on Saturday morning. And as I was getting ready for the show, I was uh, reading some stuff online and noticed that you uh, you came out here to Seattle in May. And from what I understand, you came out here to visit with Pete Carroll. Is that right? Well, I came out there to uh, watch practice, like a lot of guys would. Anytime uh, you, you have a head coach in an organization that's had success like they've had here recently, uh, you want to find out why, what, what, you know, what's going on uh, there. And uh, that's part of my professional development uh, as a head coach is to go out and look at other programs. And uh, he uh, granted me the opportunity to do that, so I took advantage of it. Yeah. Hey, Chris, tell me about uh, Grant uh, at, at wide receiver, because I got concerns about him at wide receiver also as a return man. This guy took two kickoffs, one punt, one kickoff back for a touchdown last year against Washington State in New Jersey, and uh, I think he's got six kickoff returns for touchdowns in his career, four of them last season. Uh, for fans out there, including me, that haven't watched this guy play a lot, uh, give us a scouting update on this kid. Oh, he's a great kid. Uh, he excels in uh, special teams roles, and uh, he's done a great job with the ball in his hands, uh, both on special teams and on offense, and um, you know, he's, he's done that for us since uh, we've been here. I'm excited to see what he does uh, as he continues to move forward. Yeah, what about uh, Darius Hamilton at uh, defensive tackle on the other side? His his name keeps popping up and people I know from New Jersey that talk about your defense. Uh, yeah, he was a highly recruited uh, high school football player here in the state of New Jersey. Uh, the chance to come to Rutgers, he's been kind of the face of the program since he's gotten on campus. Missed last year with an injury. Uh, really excited about what he's done uh, in the last eight months. The last time he played a football game, I think it was – 246 pounds he's uh, about 285 now so mm, mm. he's big strong physical kid and uh, really excited to watch him play he's hungry to get back out there hey chris i'm curious to get your thoughts and obviously you've been watching tape as well uh to get ready for washington and that, and that defense which is getting a lot of accolades across the country but when you when you pop these guys on film what do you see from uh, from the huskies man uh well i'll start uh, just offensively uh got a veteran quarterback got a returning quarterback like we do we've got a guy that uh, really was playing some outstanding football last year at the end of the season. Uh, he was moving the offense at a very high level. Um, got uh, quality, really quality uh, skill positions on the outside, guys that can make you miss in space and can take all the way. Um, you know, so really impressive and, and kind of scary uh, with the skill sets of uh, some of those guys on offense. And then defensively, you know, you got the right type of mix. You got big guys up front where you want them to be big, and you got speed uh, in the back seven, and you got uh, guys that will run and uh, will hit you when they get there. And, it uh, looks like they love to play a game and they compete a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 just curious, Chris, to wrap it up with with this being your first year at Rutgers, and obviously you were with the Buckeyes for a long time, and you've been around the game with some amazing programs. 
What 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 do you look at when you think of what's possible for Rutgers football? Uh, they're in the Big Ten now for a couple years. They won eight games, what, two years ago. Uh, what's the goal here for Rutgers football as far as what you believe is possible for that program? Uh, well, I came here for a number of reasons. One, it is part of the Big Ten, but two, I look at the New Jersey high school football. Mm. Uh, it's some of the best football in the country. Uh, you look at the players that are playing in the NFL and in major college football, uh, in the Big Ten and, and uh, SEC and ACC, and a lot of them are from the state of New Jersey. Uh, if we can build a, an environment and a culture here that these players want to stay here and, and be part of a special program and play in the Big Ten, we have a chance to recruit uh, as well as anybody out there, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, again, we're in the biggest media market in, in the country. Uh, we're playing one of the best conferences. we got players to recruit to, and uh, I think the sky's the limit here, and I'm really excited about being here and what we can build. Yeah, you guys fly out here tomorrow, by the way, for the game? We do. Got it. All right, listen, fly safe, and uh, we'll see you guys out here Saturday, Coach. Appreciate this, man. All right, thank you. You got it. You bet. Chris Ash, again, who's now the new head coach at Rutgers. I I mean, not a lot to ask him as far as game stuff because he hasn't coached a game at Rutgers. He's the brand-new head coach and was the defensive coordinator for two years under Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Uh, I believe was at Arkansas before that, but is now the new head coach at Rutgers where his Scarlet Knights, I believe, are, what, 26-point underdogs as of right now for the game on Saturday uh, we'll keep talking some college football. Petros Papadakis is back every Tuesday, or is this Tuesday? Every Wednesday at 4.20. He'll join us on the radio show, courtesy of the 5.20 Bar and Grill. Uh, if you love Petros, you're about to get a whole heap of it. Coming up on 9.50 KJR. It's time for our weekly conversation with Fox Sports 1's college football analyst, Petros Papadakis. Powered by the 520 Bar and Grill, where Bellevue goes for food, fun, and cocktails. Visit 520barandgrill.com. Now with Petros, here's Dave Softy-Muller. All right, we're back. A, uh, a busy Wednesday continues right here on 950 KJR. A lot to get to between now and and 6 p.m., but uh, the Huskies go Saturday at 11 o'clock. The college Yay! football season is underway. We've already got one game under our belt with Cal and Hawaii from Australia last week, and we are proud, excited, fired up, jacked up, stoked to welcome back to the radio show for another year uh, the Greek Goliath of radio and television in this country uh, from Fox Sports 1 and the Petros and Money Show in Los Angeles, California. Our buddy, Petros Papadakis. How are you? Hello, Softy, and happy football season to you and you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yours and all the good people of the beautiful city of Seattle. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. Uh, we've missed you, you know, but we did have a complaint, by the way, uh, about last year's program. from Just uh, one. Yeah, from a couple of people. They said there's too much grab ass on this show. Not enough football talk on the air. Do you agree with that? Tell them they can go ahead and grab my ass. <laughs> I will make that opportunity available for anybody who criticizes the radio program. If you think I mean, look. 
<laughs> we all have a good time doing these kinds of shows. Of course. Let, let's have let's not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, sure, you. we can talk a little football, but acting. I mean, when you do it long enough, you realize no one ever knows what's going to happen in these games. They're no. freaking nuts. No. So it's fun to enjoy and talk about and try to tell the stories of the kids and criticize the coaches. But that's pretty much it, man. Come on. Well, listen, we love having you on. We love you just the way you are. So please don't change for anybody. But uh, Petros Papadakis back again, sponsored by, brought to you by. <laughs> by. Come on. By. Uh, Who else would step up to sponsor this Fakakta segment? In Bellevue. In Bellevue. The, the 510? The 520 Bar and Grill. <laughs> I'm 10 off. That's matter with you. Come on, man. So big thanks to uh, Joseph and Randy Braves in the 520 Bar and Grill. Joseph and Randy, I want to come there and eat and drink, and I'll pay. I'll pay double. No, no, no. They want to take care of you, man. So when you're oh. in town, are you in town at all? You got any uh, Husky games on the schedule this year? I haven't. Uh, you don't know how they're going to shake out, but uh, it's very possible I had one last year, so I hope there's another one this year. Well, listen, we were just talking off the air about uh, your new broadcast partner with FS1 for a couple of games, at least for maybe the start of the season, to kind of get his feet wet. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is uh, is back in the mix and is now working for you guys as a, a color analyst. Uh, tell me about how he's doing and uh, what his plans are for Fox this year. Well, uh, I I can't speak for him. I've only had one conversation with him about booking his travel. This is the first time I've talked about it anywhere. I haven't talked about it on my show at all because I haven't seen much about it out there <laughs> officially. But we are starting in about a week uh, in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, with the Chippewas visiting. So Central Michigan versus Okie State, pretty fun early season matchup if you're going to go for some action and some Big 12 supremacy, and uh, we're going to start. I mean, I, I expect Steve is going to be a very good broadcaster. I mean, he's a good communicator and has always had a lot of fun on on the media side of things. I think you had a great relationship with him when he was the coach at UW, and I had a relationship with him since I was in high school. So yeah. we're looking forward to it. You know, I think I think he's going to get back into coaching at one point. I'd hate to speak for him, but maybe he'll be the next Herb Street. You know, maybe he'll be calling plays for somebody in about eight months from now. So it's it's hard to say, but uh, I look forward to doing it, and we're going to have a few games, and I'm sure he's going to be a fabulous broadcaster. Yeah, I think he'll be great, but I agree with you. I think at some point he'll be back on the sideline, either as a quarterback coach coordinator and maybe down the road as a head coach. But let's uh, – Petros- good like in all honesty and i would say this to him in person you know to me he's too good of a play caller now i know there's been a lot of criticism here and there but to me as a coordinator at least you know he's he's wonderful at placing guys here and there and setting things up on an offense and moving a fullback and a tight end he's really good with formations and i like the way he's dedicated to the run for the most part i think things obviously got sideways at usc to say the least but I, I hope he's calling plays again uh, sometime because I think he's a really good play caller. No, no doubt. Petros Papadakis again, back on the radio show uh, against his better judgment, uh, courtesy of the 520 Bar and Grill in Bellevue. Let's talk about USC for a second, man, because our guy Max Brown from Skyline High School here in the Seattle area is the starting quarterback. He gets yeah. to go out and face Alabama in week number one. But what about what about this guy breathing down his neck because all my peeps, my contacts down there in L.A., my highly placed sources are telling me that if Max Brown doesn't bring it, they got no hesitation in going to this Sam Darnold kid. Uh, yeah. Is he uh, is he already under pressure uh, to get that job done with the uh, with the kid backing him up? 
Well, I think if you're the starting USC quarterback, you're always under pressure to perform. So, And they did have a quarterback competition, and it went a lot longer than I thought. Just a couple observations on Max Brown. I like him very much. I like the fact that he's not from Orange County. I know John David Booty was from Louisiana, but pretty much every USC quarterback has been some anointed Orange County type for the last 10 years. And this is... This is refreshing. It's a guy from a different place with a different quarterback guru. Uh, He interviews very well. And the quarterback competition wasn't such an intense competition because Max Brown struggled. It was quite the opposite. Max Brown was very good. But Sam Darnold has some special abilities. There's no doubt. He's got a body like Carson Palmer, and maybe he's even a little more athletic than Carson was when he was at SC, and Carson was ridiculously athletic at SC running around. People don't remember that. So I think it's a pretty exciting thing for USC to have both these guys, but at the same time, uh, we might not see both. Things get a little more conservative when the actual games start, and it's kind of an indictment on Clay Helton if Max Brown isn't the starter and isn't given every opportunity because he's been in the quarterback room with Clay for four years. Softy, how about this? Coming out when they came out, I think it was 2013, the great Jared Goff, number one pick in the draft, was like the 20th-ranked quarterback in the country. Max Brown was where? Number one. Mm. And now they're sharing the Coliseum. Yep. Except Max Brown has sat around to wait to start at USC when Jared Goff took a road uh, to Cal, you know, didn't win a lot of games, obviously, but became the first pick of the draft. So Max Brown's got a lot to prove. I'm sure he's sitting in his dorm or wherever the hell in his apartment going, damn, Jared Goff, really? Yeah. And I've been yeah. sitting here watching these guys, watching Sark get fired and Kiffin get fired and Clay Helton get hired twice and Ed Ogeron leaving a huff. I mean, all that's happened while Max Brown has been there. So I think he deserves the opportunity. But the Sam Darnold situation didn't uh, create itself. Yeah. Uh, they were going to make Brown the starter, but Darnold was so good in his uh, camp, in spring and camp, that he had to get uh, a, a real opportunity. And we may see it. Uh, we'll see. But how much How much of Max Brown getting the job was, hey, if we don't give this kid the starting job, he's going to transfer. He's going to take it, off. I mean, I think that always comes into play. You know, but Max seems like a pretty diligent kid, and every kid is different. You know, I know a kid at Arizona State that could have transferred three or four times and stuck around to start one year, uh, Mike Bercovici, and he's on the Chargers now. He hasn't been cut yet. Uh, probably going to make that team, they say. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a tricky thing. You never know what to do. It's like Plinko with your life. Mm. You know, remember that show? I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm still on, but I only watch it with Bob Barker. The <laughs> Petros Papadakis with us, courtesy of the 520 Bar and Grill, every Tuesday on the air talking college football. I wonder, you know, I was talking to uh, Mark Helfrich down there at Media Day in uh, in Los Angeles, and he was giving me the old song and dance about, you know what, we don't know what we're doing yet at quarterback, which is the uh. same stuff he gave me before they named Vernon Adams the guy a year ago. We all knew that Dakota Prukup, excuse me, South Dakota Pru Cup uh, was going to be the starting quarterback at Oregon. Now he has been named the starting quarterback. Do they have another Vernon Adams in, in Dakota Pru Cup, or is this the year that maybe Oregon takes a bit of a step back, Petros? Well, they better hope that he's not Vernon Adams in regard to Health. if he gets 
right. if he gets hurt. Right, but, he, but when Vernon Adams was playing, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he did very well. Uh, this this situation, I, I, I think Prukup's going to be fine. You know, they, they get a guy that they're most confident in running their offense, and they plug him in, and they create space, and they run their stuff. Uh, let, need I remind you about Darren Thomas? Remember about, him? Well, I, I remember Darren Thomas picking his nose on the sideline against Auburn during the national championship game. Okay, but that guy like had every Oregon record ever. Of course. And he wasn't a good thrower, and he wasn't a great runner. He was just a guy who knew how to run their offense. So I, I'm pretty confident in Prue Cup's ability to keep Oregon where Oregon is. Now, the big question is, are the, are the dogs finally going to freaking bark in the Northwest so that somebody can hear it and actually beat the Ducks. It's the, Oregon is going to be Oregon, and you can uh, pray to beat them or, or, or not beat them, but it's really the onus is on Washington to become uh, a much more of a contender in the Pac-12 this year. That's the most intriguing story to me, mm. other than watching to see if Christian McCaffrey has enough touches to where his arms and legs fall off like the Blues Brothers car at the end of the, the chase. <laughs> other than that, I want. I really want to see if Washington can step up to the plate this year. Yeah. I expect them to do it. I really do. And that they're going to have to take it from Oregon. Oregon's not going to give it away uh, like they have to some other teams in the North uh, or in the Pac-12 in some games or like they did to TCU in the bowl game. Oregon's not going to give it away to Washington. Washington. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. She's going to have to take it. So uh, let's see, what day is that? That is Saturday, October 8th. That's going to come pretty quick, Softy. I hope you're in Eugene for that. Yeah, I will be down there for that game. Uh, uh, but the I think back there's... Back-to-back with Stanford, though, is yeah. not... Uh, that sucks. Well, it's a mother. That, that three-game stretch of Arizona, Stanford, Oregon could decide how far this team goes this year. But I think there's one thing about the Oregon Ducks that you're missing, pal. What is it? Uh, their defense stunk last year. And they've demoted Don Pelham. They hired Brady Hoke. Uh, you're telling me that Oregon, that their defense will play well enough for them to be a factor in the Pac-12 North because they were terrible last year. They were awful last season. Uh, they are a unit that needs to get better. There's no doubt. But at the same time, what does Oregon ask from their defense generally? 
I mean, they're Are you offenses. asking me or you're telling me? I'm asking you, and then you didn't say anything, so now I'm going to tell you. Their offense is their defense. You know, if their offense struggles and is inconsistent, as you can say it was last year because of the absence of Vernon Adams, then the defense, if they're left out there, they're going to get exposed. Oregon is a, Oregon is a rickety defense uh, always by nature, even if they have great players like Patrick Chung running around, because they're built to play 22 guys. They're not built to have the best 11 on the field bow up and fight. Now, they have some good guys here and there and playmakers and whatnot, but that's not how they're built. They're built to get 22 guys, 23, 24 guys ready to play so they can roll them through because they're on the field a long time. And the offense has to score, and you hope the other team makes mistakes, especially at Autzen when it gets really loud and becomes demoralizing for the opponent. Somehow the defense has a tendency to make more plays there. So what I'm saying is, Oregon, you can't just point out the defense and say Oregon's defense sucked last year. Oregon sucked last year in the games that they lost because they, they more than anybody else, in a very unique way in college football, really depend on all three phases and that crowd when they're playing at home to really play their game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I think I think that you're just you're 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 not giving us an honest assessment of what Oregon's defense was all about. You're right, Oregon I by think their, their standards defense got exposed because they got left out there more than they used to because mm, their offense uh, was less consistent than it used to be last no, year. I, I no, I think the defense was just not good because they weren't good to be honest with you. And I don't think, okay. look, I think they can be better. That's great analysis. Let's get that out to the AP. Well, I mean, you're, but you're telling me that the defense wasn't good because the offense wasn't good. I think the exactly. defense wasn't good because the defense stunk. That's no, it. a defense can break. A defense can break in a game, as you have seen many times, and a defense can also break in a season. Do you understand? Of course I understand what you're saying, but I think that you're giving the defense too much of a pass by allowing their deficiencies to be blamed partially on the offense. I blame, I blame their system. If their offense is not consistent and they are rolling people through on defense like they always do, they're going to get exposed. Right. I'm right, and your Twitter people will echo that. Okay. Petros Papadakis is with us. That's always a great, uh, a great uh, gauge, by the way, to see who's yeah, right. Twitter. Is, Ask what Jerry Twitter Rice. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice came out and went after Colin Kaepernick, and I just said, hey, look at this. Jerry Rice, the most famous Niner with his take on Kaepernick, and people were killing me for it. Hey, like, I, I didn't say that. What are you doing? blaming me for i'm saying yeah i was i was agreeing with you twitter is a divisive and horrible place ask jerry Rowley. all right petros papadega so let's get back to u-dub for a second everybody's all hyped up si's got him number seven in their preseason poll uh That's ap's a bit much. well it is a bit much ap's got him at 14 highest preseason ranking since 2002 when your boy keith gilbertson took over and went to ohio state and got crushed in the opener in columbus what do you make of this husky football team and what is your what is your honest realistic expectation for UW football in 2016? Well, you know, everybody's expectation, which is high, and I have a high expectation too, is based on growth, right? Yeah. I mean, it can't just be like, hey, if they, it's not like Clemson, where we're kind of like, hey, if they run the same team out there next year, damn, they're going to be great. You know, it's not like, we, you know, we've already seen Watson and all those guys play at a really, really high level. We only expect it and see, had to have seen glimpses of it from Washington. But I, when I saw them go down and do what they did to USC on that Thursday, early in the season, no doubt, 
But Miles Gaskin really, he didn't have a lot of long runs in the game. USC has a talented, uh, tough defense with a lot of very uh, gifted players. But Gaskin just grinded away, grinded away, grinded away, and played well. The quarterback was a freshman, and he played like a freshman in that they called plays for him in a very calculated way and just controlled the game and stifled with their defense. It was just really pretty to watch it happen. And, of course, the season, the rest of it was a little up and a little down. But to watch Gaskin continue to grow, to watch Browning uh, get better, even though they, they really didn't have a, a lot of go-to receivers. And Mickens was you know, disappointing at best, I think, you know, throughout his career. Uh, he would show flashes, but, but never really took control. And, uh, and I thought the defense got better and better. I mean, I love the way the front seven plays played, and I love the way some of those guys in the secondary were very violent, you know, and it started to look yeah. like Chris Peterson's team. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really, that's really kind of what we started to, we started, it started to become a rudimentary shape of what Chris Peterson's team would look like in a bigger conference. A question we've been asking for 15 years, well, right? What's, a, what's impressive to me, Petros, is, is what he was able to do with his first recruiting class. For example, Go look at what Steve Sarkeesian's first class looked like. Got a, a lot of guys couldn't even get to school. Tyrone Willingham was off playing golf instead of recruiting, going to Hawaii, whatever. So his first class stunk. But the first class that he brought in uh, is is making inroads right now, and they uh, some pretty awesome players in that class, including Buda Baker. But you know they got that defense. They call it the death row defense. Did you know that by the way up here in Seattle? No, I think yeah. that's morbid. It's the death row defense. It's morbid. They already have a nickname. See, I mean, they. What's the nickname? What do you mean they have a nickname? What's the nickname? You just said death row defense. Yeah, but you said they. uh, uh, What? Okay, fine. So that's it. There's another nickname, or that's the. I'm confused. What are you complaining about? Are you okay? What are you talking about? I'm not complaining. Here's what I want to tell you. I think a big indicator of why Washington is on the uptrend, as we say in the (laughs) business, is that. Chris Peterson lost when he first got there off his defense. Uh, Peters, who they kicked off the team, right? Right. right. Shaq got drafted. Right. And uh, Shelton, Haoli Kikaha, players like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All those guys left. and But statistically, the, the following year, the defense got better. Correct. That, that is a gigantic plus sign. If no you're question. a philosophical person, that tells you that look out for the dogs this year, especially if Browning is as good of a decision maker and as a mature uh, athlete as they say he is, and Gaskin can keep form and they can develop some people on the perimeter, and the death row defense, as you say, Suge Knight, uh, exists. (laughs) You don't like the uh, death row defense. You don't like the moniker. No, I, I like it. I, I just, you know, I try not to concentrate on death. You know, it, it, it looms over us all. Uh, well, they've got uh, they got a couple of guys in the secondary: uh, JoJo McIntosh and Ezekiel Turner, who play safety. They call them the Smash Brothers. Okay, well, that's just weak. You ever heard but of the Bash Brothers? Remember Will? Cl- remember uh, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, the Bash What's Brothers? What's up with my guy? Here's where I Smash ask you Brothers. about Washington players, and you tell me, "Oh, that guy's been gone for six months and all that." Right. Oh, they also call those guys in Oakland the Splash Brothers, right? I, I guess. I so know. I get it, right? I get it. Was there the was, whole... was there a player that you wanted to ask about? Yeah, Chico McClatcher. Yeah, he's back. Sophomore. What's up with What's up with Chico? He's uh, he's their scat back, if you will. He does everything. I like him. Fly like sweeps, Chico. bubble screens, can stretch the field a little bit. He's a little uh, guy. A, a little James guy. Rogers type. 
Yeah, I would say so from Oregon State. Yeah, that works. Hey, uh, did you ever see that TV show, Chico and the Man? I never did. Never did. Oh, so it's so good. <laughs> and the song is so good uh, by Jose Feliciano. Chico, don't be discouraged. you know that one? No, no, I don't. 70s, 80s? What's the uh, era? This is 70s. 70s, okay. I'll check I it was out. born in 77, but I have it on DVD. You know what's amazing about that? You are four years younger than I am, which is ridiculous. Why, do you think that I'm older? It just feels like you're so much more mature and wise and more seasoned than I am. I am uh, clinically uh, depressed. Is that true? Uh, it has been. You take medication? Not so much anymore. Zoloft? No. Huh? No, no, I've been on Prozac since I was a young person, but I take, I'm so heavy and I take so little that the psychiatrist <laughs> says it can't have any effect on me anymore. I think I just take it as a placebo. Well, take it after the show's over because we like you as, as is. Oh, natural. I haven't taken it yet today. It all doesn't right. really affect me at all. Good. All right, buddy. Uh, have fun and uh, good luck. Uh, you got this weekend off and the next weekend you're in uh, Stillwater for the OK State game. Yeah. With Sark on, on Fox. And then we'll, uh-huh. talk, uh, we'll talk every Wednesday at, uh, at this time. Yeah, I will be here, Softy, and uh, good luck to the dogs. And let me know uh, if you need me to talk about Russell Wilson. I know how much your listeners mm-hmm. enjoy that. Maybe next week we'll have you hit on that. Didn't even yeah, get your take on the Kaepernick thing, so we'll just ignore that for now because we're out of time. Oh, the Nick? Do you want it? Sure. Give me 30 seconds. All right. Let, let's just put it like this. Uh, I used to work with a play-by-play guy for 10 years who had done so many games because he was 70 that the anthem just would happen, and he just didn't even notice it. He'd just keep working. And uh, I don't know if that was, like, always cool for me, but then I've worked with other people that, like, when the anthem starts, like, they throw their headset off and glare at everybody and make sure everybody's got their hand on their heart all self-righteous. And I don't know if I'm into that either. So I'm somewhere in between. But on a football team, you don't ever want to do anything uh, that makes people ask questions to your teammates about you and makes, I mean, do you want to come to work and talk about all your political proclivities every day? Neither do the rest of the 49ers. So, uh, and I, and, and to be honest, I don't really buy it from Kaepernick. Hmm. I, I think, I don't think, it, I think if he was the starter, this wouldn't be happening. But that's just, I don't know him well, and that's just hmm. my own personal opinion. He might have a, a deep feeling about this, but to me, it's an attention grabber. That's what it seems like. And on a football team, it's going to piss a lot of guys off. Although guys might agree with him, they don't want to answer questions about it yeah. publicly. All right, buddy. That's a, that's a hot take right there. How hot was it? Was hot. it hot enough to cook a hot pocket? Hot, hot, hot take. Cook, cook an omelet on that thing. Fry eggs yeah. on that hot take. We'll yeah. talk in a week, man. Okay, bye. See you, pal. Petros Papadakis, every Wednesday. I almost said Tuesday. Every Wednesday, courtesy of the 520 Bar and Grill. All right, what happened there? Did we uh, did we get the end of Petros? Did you mean, we hear Petros say goodbye? That mean, great joke he just told, did that make it over the air? You mean when everything died? Okay. Is that what happened? Everything died back there? Yeah, we're dead. So the entire system's gone? Okay. Uh, for, for now, yeah. All right. So you're um, saying right now uh, there's really nothing we can do besides me just go on the air and continue to babble until I mean, this thing gets back in order. We can. Uh, we were supposed to do a traffic report. Mm, interesting. Um, do you want All to right. well, let me talk just, about the traffic I will program? give you a traffic update right now. Traffic sucks <laughs> everywhere, okay? That's your traffic update. If you get in your car, you'll be there for days, all right? That's your traffic update brought to you by uh, whoever, uh, Gemini Fish Market, sponsor of testimonials, oh. by the way. Hey, there you go. Ha! Ha! I like how okay. it just. 
decides that, you know what, now I want to start working again. Okay, so Whatever happened in the days of carts and eight-track tapes? We never had these problems when I was growing up in this business. I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's go to traffic. Start relying on digital crap and <laughs> robots and nonsense. Is the is the traffic live here? Oh, uh, yeah, we have is, uh, is Emery standing by? Do we have her? It's taped? Okay, not even live. So the traffic that sucked an hour ago is going to suck now. All right, here's your sucky traffic update about the sucky traffic in Seattle. Now, that's not working now. Oh, this is great, man. For God's sake. You know what? Here's what's going on. There is a like a college radio professor out there that flipped on this radio station and told his students, now let's listen to a real professional sports talk major market radio station, and let's see how they do things, kids, and then this is what we do. This is how we respond to that challenge and that pressure. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to keep dialing. I'm going to go right. ahead and restart okay. this program. All right, go, uh, go do whatever you got to do. Right. Anyway, any, uh, listen, big thanks to Petros Papadakis for joining us on the radio show. He'll be with us every Wednesday at, uh, at 420. Rick Neuheisel with us at 5 o'clock tonight. He'll be with us every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. And then next week, by the way, as we get into the NFL programming, uh, Kevin Harlan is going to make a switch this year. I know oh, a lot of people geez. are used to Kevin Harlan being on the air Tuesdays at 5 o'clock. Uh, but we're going to switch Kevin Harlan to Wednesdays at 520, which makes a lot of sense because oh. the 520 Bar and Grill sponsors that thing. Ah. Kevin has requested that he have Tuesdays entirely off after calling games for TV on Sunday and doing the radio show on Monday night for Westwood One for the Monday night game. So he wants Tuesdays off so he can make up with his wife for whatever shenanigans he performs over the weekend. Honey, I'm sorry. I went to the store. I went and I bought this and then I bought that. And I looked up and I looked down and I looked to the right and I looked to the left. I took a step forward. I took a step back. And all of a sudden there were five gals hanging <laughs> over me. I couldn't help it, man. So he'll be with us on Wednesdays at 520. Uh, so Wednesday is going to be a big day during the football season because not only will we be at the VMAC uh, starting next week for our Seahawk coverage from there on Wednesdays, but Petros will join us at 4 at 20. Rick Neuheisel at 5 o'clock, Kevin Harlan 520, Mike Holmgren, Lee Sterling on Thursdays as usual. And then uh, on Fridays, by the way, we'll be joined by Nate Burleson, Bob Condota, Adam Jude with the Honks and Mike Florio on Tuesday and our show from the Emerald Queen, including the opponent audio recap every Monday from the previous day's Seahawks game on Monday. So the football schedule is back. Uh, are we yet ready to do this properly? I suspect it's okay. going to work. All right, let's try this. How do you feel about it? You feel pretty good? Uh, no, not at all. No? I've got no confidence in us whatsoever. I Testimonials brought to you by the Gemini Fish Markets, I think, is coming up. And then Rick Neuheisel at 5 p.m. with Paul Allen, the voice of Viking football, to talk about Teddy Bridgewater going down for the year at 535 tonight. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Textimonials. Take it away, Dave Softy right, Muller. Because we went off the air for three minutes, that cut into our text time. You know, I, I always think that when something like that happens, we should just roll with it for a while, because I don't know about you, but and I've said this on the air many times, when I hear a radio station go off the air, I don't go anywhere. Oh, I yeah, sit he, there to make sure and see how long it takes them to figure it out. Well, Neil, I know Neil like I Neil just it. searches for radio stations to that find ones air. that are not playing. Exactly. Well, he I, wants to hear silence. You know He's what? listened to silence for when like the, hours. When the ratings come out, check and see how we did when we were off the air for that two or three minutes there. I'm telling you, we're going to do great. All right, well... We got everything fixed, I hope. 453, Rick Neuheisel coming up next segment. Uh, he'll join us on the show. Right now, time for Testimonials brought to you by the Gemini Fish Market. Two locations for all your fresh seafood needs at GeminiFish.com and Renton and Issaquah. What do you got there, big tap, boy? Tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? 
Teexamonial is going to work? Yeah, well, it sounds like it is. So we appreciate you being the guinea pig, man. It works for now. The risk that you took in putting your life on the line for us is very appreciated. We'll see how it goes. What's next? uh, You know. I loves me some Petrosan Pocket Papadikas. (laughs) Here we go. I just can't. I can't get enough of the Petros love. Here we go. Shall we continue? Petros haters can suck it. Wow. He is a wonderful, majestic beast. Well, he's the Greek Goliath of sports media. We all know that. And apparently he's now clinically depressed, we found out. Yeah, boy, that was kind of a tough Uh, one. No wonder he's so phenomenal. Tough realization. You ever read Steve Jobs' book, by the way? Steve Jobs said the biggest reason why he became the man he was was because of LSD. Oh, he said that. He said it was the best thing he ever did. And I think Petros Papadakis, the reason why he's so creative and the reason why he's so great is because he's clinically depressed. Makes them unreal on the air. I think we should start doing some LSD. Maybe to move forward, it's time for us just to freak out. Ah! All right, 455. What's next? Oh, please, God, no. It's Petro's Pebble Buttocks again. <laughs> First the Mariner's Tank, then you unleash this on us again. Yeah. Double whammy. Oh, come on, man. Pebble Give buttocks. me a break. It's football season. How can you have football without Petro's? Petro's Pebble huh? Buttocks. How can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. And if you have football, you gotta have Petros. What's next? Softy and Papa La Papa Guess is Radio Gold. Thank you. Appreciate Papa that. La yeah. Papa Guess. That's pretty good. Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. From Yuma, Arizona. What movie? Oh, ah, come on, dude. You know what? You suck. I know. I'll officially say it. You suck. I know. What's next? Petro Papa Donkey should give the Mariners a pet talk so we can have another 95 run. You know what I love about him? He, he just starts laughing at random times. How was your night, Petros? Well, I took the wife out for dinner. <laughs> just the most innocuous, random, just come on. He's just a happy guy. Crazy. And, you know, he right. likes to be happy. Okay. You have to have your hot takes, but there is plenty baseball games left to decide things. Mm. AL is far from decided. Oh, yeah. Too many flawed teams. No, it's over. Forget about it. Season's over. Matter of fact, Rob Manfred, that's the new commissioner, right, Rob Manfred? Yeah. Went to um, John Stanton and said, hey, you guys want to just call off the rest of this thing. That's fine with us. Don't even bother. Did someone say John Stanton? games of the year. Yeah, John Stanton. This Mariners collapse is great. I hope they never get to the playoffs until the schmuck John Stanton stops opposing the arena. Okay. Well, is that from Sean? By the way, did Sean text that in? No, there. We Speaking actually, of clinically depressed. I believe. <laughs> God, did he text that in? I didn't check to see who it was, but we. Are got you to- starting to recognize phone numbers from like different texters? Oh like, yeah. You know the. Uh, yeah. The uh, old reliables. No, I know. I know quite a few there. Okay. I know yeah. way more phone numbers than is healthy. So he's me. saying he hopes the Mariners stink until John Stanton starts to stick up for the. Sox. And I'm just going to tell you, we have like ten other negative Mariners ones that I just don't feel like playing because okay. it's football season. So how about one, two more? Sum it up for us. Go ahead. If you get attacked by a mob of clowns, go for the juggler. Where's my bell? It's funny. Gotta have the bell. What's next? Last one. Testimonials. Two WSU football players were walking in Pullman. One of them said. Look, a dead bird. The other looked up in the sky and said, where? <laughs> I love it's it. It's football season. I love it. 457. Rick Neuheisel is going to join us. He's back on the show every Wednesday at 5. He'll join us next on KJR. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.